What's up, guys? Hello, and welcome to episode 18 of the Forward Progress Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Party, and today we're going to be continuing on with our Who Are They series, this time breaking down the New England Patriots. Let's get on into it. Alright, so before we get started, I just wanted to thank you all because last episode was by far my most engaged with yet, and I want to keep that up. Um, if you're listening or if you're watching this right now on YouTube, leave a like, leave a comment that will help push it into the algorithm and get it out to other fans. And if you're listening to it on a podcast platform, just leave a little five-star review and tell your friends about it. So in today's episode, as I said, we're going to be breaking down the New England Patriots. And in case you're new to how this series works, we're going to go position by position, team by team, and break down their roster, asking some questions that I want to see answered throughout the season. And then at the end, I'm going to give a little pessimistic and optimistic overview of the roster, as well as breaking, um, talking about their over-under win total, and then giving their biggest strength and weakness. So starting off with the Patriots, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks with Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer, and Bailey Zappi. Um, Mac Jones last year was the best rookie quarterback for sure, being super accurate and getting through his progressions well. With the departure of... Uh, Mike or Josh McDaniels and no offensive coordinator currently in place um, it'll be interesting to see how they will progress forwards um, who's going to be calling plays is it going to be Bill Pelichick Matt Pat- Patricia Joe Judge no one really seems to know right now and Mac Jones right now seems to be a quarterback who's very dependent on that and he will execute the system that he's in but is dependent on that system It'll also be intriguing to see if he can continue to grow his game, as many viewed him as this really high floor but um, low ceiling type of guy. So can you start changing that narrative with a good year too? And then Hoyer is a good bet to have heading into his eighth season in New England over three separate stints. Um, he can start some games if necessary, but also like a provide a veteran presence in such a young locker room that doesn't currently have an offensive coordinator and then Zappi he had the most yards and touchdowns in a single season in FBS history but coming from Western Kentucky the competition is going to be a lot higher he likely won't see action year three as a number three quarterback on this roster right now but he'll be a solid backup for a long time in this league so at running backs they have Damian Harris Ramondre Stevenson, James White, and Pierre Strong Jr. The Patriots have been one of the most successful running back by committee teams, compiling uh, 2,151 yards on the ground last year with no rusher topping even 1,000 yards. The closest to this was Damian Harris, who had over 900 yards and 15 touchdowns last season. At his 100-plus receiving yards, and he did have a total of over 1,000 yards, despite only seeing 27% of the offensive snaps. Now that he's in a contract year, can he continue to be the standout back here? Or will he see his snaps decrease with some younger options on the team and the Patriots maybe being looking to save a bit on his contract? Stevenson impressed last year as a rookie power back, helping carry the load a bit for Harris and even started a couple games and topped 100 yards a couple times. James White has been this receiving third down back for years. Um, He should play the same role again, but he is getting up there in age and dealing with some injuries. His snap count has dropped, and it could continue with all these younger, more explosive backs in the room. And Pierre Strong has sky-high potential to be um, being the most explosive back out of this year's class. 
If he hits, he'll allow New England to move on from Harris and make Strong the number one back of their future. However, it will be quite the jump in competition coming from South Dakota State to the NFL. We'll see how long it takes him to get acclimated, but once he does, he should be one of the better home run threats in this league. At wide receiver, the Patriots have Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Tyquan Thornton, Nikhil Harry, Ty Montgomery, Trey Nixon, Christian Wilkerson, Malcolm Perry, and Matthew Slater. So, the Patriots have a very deep group of receivers, but they lack really a true number one. Um, they hope they tr- fix this by trading for Devontae Parker from divisional rival Miami Dolphins. However, Parker is disappointed as a first-rounder from 2015, topping 1,000 yards just once back in 2019, which was also his only season with over five touchdowns, where he had nine. Right now, Parker is mostly just a deep threat, but maybe this new situation can help unlock him in his age 29 season. Um, Myers, he has probably been the Patriots' best wide receiver since being an undrafted find back in 2019. However, that really isn't saying much, as the slot receiver has just short of 2,000 yards and two touchdowns over his three seasons. He does provide a reliable pair of hands from the slot with only nine career drops, but Myers just isn't a super high upside guy. Just a solid slot who's definitely a nice addition on the team, but should not be close to your best option. Um, Bourne, he's gotten better each season since being an undrafted pickup back in San Francisco back in 2017. He got the bag a year ago to help bolster this receiving room and has had his best season yet with 800 yards and 5 touchdowns. Let's see if he can continue his steady growth and top 1,000 yards for the first time this season. And then Aguilar, he's had a pretty weird career so far. He was drafted 20th overall for Philadelphia back in 2015 and couldn't really find his footing there. Um, They tried him both out wide and in the slot. So when his contract expired in 2020, he was picked up by the Raiders and had a career year, looking like one of the best deep threats in the league. After signing a big contract with New England and having a, quite frankly, disappointing year one, the team is likely looking to replace him after trading for Parker and then drafting Thornton. Both of those guys can fill that deep role quite nicely. Um, I honestly see him being cut or traded. Like I'd be pretty shocked if he made the day one roster, possibly if traded, going back to the Raiders, who need an established deep threat pretty badly there there's also the connection with the Raiders hiring their head coach and general manager from the Patriots so honestly look for the stopping sooner rather than later and then as just mentioned Thornton was drafted to be a true deep threat for this team with blazing 428 speed the Patriots hope that he can take the top off defenses sooner rather than later he's in the most polished guy and may never be more than a big play threat but that's a really important piece for any offense to have Nikhil Harry is definitely disappointed after being a first-round pick in 2019. As a big, strong, contested catch guy who is also better than expected with a ball in his hands, he just hasn't been able to do anything much with the Patriots due to his lack of speed and separation. We'll see if he can ever make, or can even make the roster with such a deep squad, but maybe they can try him up as a bigger-bodied slot and have him back up Myers. A new role can help him as he hasn't been able to win on the outside so far in his career. And then Ty Montgomery has also had a pretty interesting career, transitioning from wide receiver to running back back in 2016 due to a barrage of injuries to Green Bay's room. Um, He looked pretty decent there as a receiving third back, scat back type guy, but after a few years, he was phased out and bounced around the league. Now he splits time as a slot receiver and a running back, similarly to Cordero Patterson or Debo Samuel, just much, much less effective. 
Um, we'll see if New England wants that skill set on this roster or if he'll just get dropped. And then Nixon, Wilkerson, and Perry are all seventh-round picks to undrafted free agents from a few seasons ago, probably practice squad or cut guys. And then Slater, he's been one of the best special team players in the league during his time. Um, he's only been penalized six times in almost 2,500 career snaps. And he's going to make it the roster just strictly for that. Like, he's not really a receiver. He's just listed as that. He's had one catch in a 14-year career. So, yeah. Um, for tight ends, they have Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Devin Asiasi, and Dalton Keene. So when the Patriots signed Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry to large contracts last season, many assumed that they were going to go back to the days of heavy 12 personnel where the offense lines up run, one running back, two tight ends, and two wide receivers. However, only five teams ran less 12 personnel than the Patriots did last season. Hunter Henry, who was signed second, was the team's primary tight end, having a pretty solid season with 600 yards and 9 touchdowns, but Johnny Smith definitely seemed like a forgotten piece of this offense. After steadily improving in Tennessee, he signed a huge contract with the Patriots, only to finish with under 300 yards and one touchdown. I wonder if there was some sort of like injury or other situation that changed the way this offense wanted to utilize their tight ends. We'll see if he can get on the field more in year two. And Asiasi and Keane were both drafted in the third round of the 2020 draft, but so far have done little, extremely little for the team. We'll see if either of them get more playing time this year. So for the offensive line right now, it projects to be Isaiah Wynn, Cole Strange, David Andrews, Michael and Wayne New, and Trent Brown going from left to right with Justin Huron. Yandi, Kajust, Andrew Stuber, and Yasir Durant being backup tackles. Drew Deschlares, Will Sherman, Chasen Hines being backup guards, and James Ference, Cody Russi being backup centers. So Isaiah Wynn has been solid since being a first-round pick out of Georgia a few years ago, but has struggled with injuries. Playing on his fifth-year option, can he stay healthy and earn a second contract here? And then Haran, he started a few games due to injury last year, and the former sixth-round pick wasn't completely lost out there, but should just be a depth-piece swing tackle again this year. And then Kajust was a third-round pick in 2019, but has only played a handful of snaps, all coming this past season while filling in for injuries. He didn't look all that great, but with the injury history in front of him, he'll likely hold on to the roster spot, or at least a practice squad. Cole Strange was a strange pick to say the least, but it's not like he'll be bad necessarily. New England has a way of taking these athletic linemen and making them better than everyone expected. It'll be tough to see him being better than Shaq Mason though year one, and this does seem like a bit of a head-scratching um, decision. We'll see if he can prove everyone wrong. And then Desolares, or however you're supposed to say that, is an undrafted free agent out of Canada. Um, David Andrews, he's been a rock on New England's offensive line since 2015. Unless he struggles again with injuries, I don't see him being anything other than one of the league's best centers once again. And then France has some guard center flexibility and is able to just plug up some holes there in case of injuries. And Russi is a undrafted free agent out of Houston this season. Unwainu came in and was instantly great at offensive line as a sixth-round rookie two years ago, and he played all over at tackle, at guard, wherever they needed him to fill in. In year three now, can he continue his dominant start to his NFL career? And there's no really reason to think, no, he won't. 
Sherman was a six-rounder last year and Hines a six-rounder this year. Currently, they've just been death pieces. Sherman not really playing last year, and then Hines, obviously, rookie. Um, Brown, he's been one of the better tackles in the league, especially in pass protection. However, he struggles with injuries and hasn't been able to consistently see the field. When out there, though, he should be able to keep Mac Jones clean. And then Stuber was drafted in the seventh this year, and Durant played a little bit last year as an undrafted free agent a couple years ago. So along the interior defensive line, they have Christian Barrymore, Devon Gauchau, or Gauchau, Devon Gauchau, Lawrence Guy, Henry Anderson, Carl Davis, Daniel Ecuale, Daniel Ecuale, Sam Roberts, LeBrian Ray, Brian Cowart, and Bill Murray. New England has a really deep and multiple group of interior defensive linemen and honestly very multiple defense in general. They like to rotate guys in and out using both 3-4s and 4-3 fronts. Um, Barrymore, he was one of the like best rookie defensive tackles last year. Um, was a force against the pass. Let's see if he can continue developing and become one of the better interior rushers in the league. Then Godshaw is much more of a run-first type of defensive tackle and has been pretty solid in that role throughout his time in Miami and then last year in New England. Guy has been on New England for years and one of and is one of the better run stuffers in the league, but does not offer too, too much against the pass. And then Anderson is able to play both inside and outside. He looked like a pretty solid um, edge rusher a couple years ago for the Jets, who also had some inside flexibility, but hasn't entirely looked that good since having like a bit of a breakout campaign. Davis, he's bounced around the league a bit, sticking in New England for the past couple of years, but not really being anything special, playing more of that nose tackle type of role. And then Ecuale hasn't done much since being undrafted back in 2018. Roberts and Ray's are or Roberts and Ray are rookies, six round picks and undrafted free agents each this season. And Coward hasn't been done much since being a fifth rounder drafted back in 2019. And Murray hasn't seen the field since being undrafted in 2020. For Edge, they have Matthew Judon, Josh Uche, Dietrich Wise Jr., Ronnie Perkins, and Demarcus Mitchell. Um, Judon, he had his best season in his first year in New England, and right now should be able to throw his hat into the all-pro conversation if he keeps it up. He's has the potential to be a truly special edge rusher here. And then Uche, he's slowly progressing and hopefully can take the year three jump. He's one of these uh, versatile edges that Belichick loves so much so hopefully he can develop him like they have so many before and then Wise he's more of a hand in the dirt type of edge who's been kicking inside more recently however since he's been kicked inside more he's been less efficient as a pass rusher we'll see if they keep using him that way this year and however he plays how effective is he gonna be Perkins he was drafted in the third last year missing the entire year and eventually was placed on the IR. We'll see if this season he can stay healthy and make an impact in this edge group. And then Mitchell is an undrafted free agent who has a pass to make this roster with not a lot of depth at true edge in this group. So for linebackers, the Patriots have Juwan Bentley, Anthony Jennings, Mac Wilson, Raquan McMillan, and Harvey Lange. Bentley has been a solid, a more traditional type of linebacker for the Patriots. And he actually has not allowed a touchdown in coverage during his first four seasons and only missed 7% of his tackle attempts last season. 
but it's much more of a base package, not like a sub linebacker, like a bigger body run stuffing one, but not a liability in coverage either. Anthony Jennings is going to step into Dante Hightower's role as this edge linebacker combo, uh, playing a lot of both. He wasn't anything special as a rookie and then missed all of last year with injuries, but we'll see if he can have a year three breakout campaign because they're kind of relying on that with um, no more Hightower. Then Wilson was showing steady progression throughout his three years in Cleveland before he was traded this past offseason for Chase Winovich. Uh, we'll see if he can keep growing in a system that has always gotten the most out of their linebackers. And then Nick Millen, he's had a really rough go of it in the NFL. After being a second-round pick back in 2017, he tore ACL instantly. And now he's on his third team and is coming back from his second missed season after tearing his ACL once again. If he can return to form, he is one of the most athletic linebackers in the league and only 25 years old, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy wherever he's been yet. Then Lange was an undrafted free agent back in 2017 and has bounced around between the Patriots and the Jets and has mostly shown to be a backup type. He probably won't see the field much unless there are injuries ahead of him. At cornerback, the Patriots have Jalen Mills, Terrence Mitchell, Malcolm Butler, Juwan Williams, Sean Wade, Jonathan Jones, Marcus Jones, and Jack Jones. Mills was up and down his first year with New England, allowing 440 yards in coverage, but also six touchdowns allowed. So now that he's slated to be their number one, can he like step it up against top wide receivers now that J.C. Jackson's not there to kind of take the pressure off him? And then Mitchell played a lot for a poor Houston team last year and missed a few games due to injuries and didn't really look incredible while he did play last year. Um, we'll see if he can take a step up in his first year on now his sixth different NFL team. And then Butler was a Super Bowl hero back in 2014 with that incredible interception as an undrafted free agent rookie, but he hasn't quite ever lived up to that play. After going into Tennessee and then 2020 going to the Cardinals and instantly retiring, um, he looks to unretire and bounce back with his original team at 32 years old now. Juwan Williams was a second-round pick back in 2019, but he's really hardly seen the field so far in his career, which is definitely disappointing with that draft pedigree. Um, Wade, he was a polarizing prospect last year who was traded before even playing for the Ravens, who picked him in the fifth round last year. Um, he looked like a good prospect pretty early on, but then struggled his redshirt junior season. And we'll see if he can get any playing time here in year two, but... Not really looking like he will. Um, Jonathan Jones has looked pretty good in limited slot reps so far, but not really much experience under his belt. And then Marcus Jones was one of the best cornerbacks and return men in college last year and was drafted in the third round. However, he is only 5'8", so there's just a question. Is he physically able to keep up with guys who are just going to out-physical him and get the ball over him like just at such a small size it will be hard for him to win on the outside so can he continue to be such a good outside corner or is he just going to be a solid slot guy and return men and then jack jones was drafted in the fourth round out of arizona this year um didn't really get too much on him we'll see if he can get some playing time in this room so for safeties they have devin mccordy kyle duggar jabril peppers adrian phillips joshua bledsoe Cody Davis, and Brendan Schooler. McCordy has been one of the league's best safety in New England during his 12-year career, but at 34 years old, can he keep it up, or is he going to lose a step or two this season? 
And then Duggar has been pretty good in his first two seasons as more of a box safety type with uh, being a good complement to McCourty's free safety skill set. Entering year three, can he have like a true breakout season or is he just going to continue to be a solid box guy? Peppers has been a versatile defensive back, sometimes even linebacker for Cleveland and the Giants so far in his career. Now playing for one of the most creative defensive minds, how will he be deployed in Belichick's system? Phillips has been a starter for years with the Chargers and then these last two years as a Patriot, mostly playing a strong safety role. And now with Duggar's continuous improvement and Pepper's signing, can Phillips hold off the younger competition now that he's 30 years old? Bledsoe was a six-round pick last year, but didn't really see the field at all. Um, Davis, he hasn't done much other than be a backup since he went undrafted in 2013. And then Schooler was an undrafted free agent this season, so we'll see if he can manage to make the roster. At special teams, they have Nick Folk and Quinn Norton at kicker, Jake Bailey and Jake Julian at punter, and Joe Cardona and Ross Ryder at long snapper. Folk last year did not miss a kick under 50 yards, other than extra points where he missed 5 of 49, which is just kind of weird. It's like he was perfect when the, they were worth more points. I don't know. But... Unless he's injured again, he should hold on to the starting job, but they did bring in Norton, who was an undrafted free agent last year. Um, Bailey, he's been New England's punter since being undrafted back in 2019, but maybe like his contract with his contract expiring, they brought in Julian, uh, undrafted free agent this season, um, brought in to complete Pete and maybe even take the job from Bailey. Then Cardona has been New England's long snapper since 2015 when he was drafted in the fifth round. But Ryder was brought in this season as an undrafted free agent, so we'll see what they want to stick with. All right, so now it's time for like my season projection, where I'll give um, pretty much everything that I can see going wrong, and then everything that I can see going right for this team, um, and then talk about their over under and whether or not I think the over or the under is the better bet, and then their biggest strength and biggest weakness on their team. Um, starting off looking at the pessimistic side, I think they have like a floor of a six-win team. I don't really see a Belichick coach team being much lower than that, but this roster isn't that good looking right now, so I could definitely see them being as low as six wins. Um, Mac Jones, he maybe just looks the same as he did as a rookie, someone who can execute the system but not necessarily elevate a roster around him or elevate the play calling that he's given. The running backs, they continue to be just fine, but nothing special that takes this offense to the next level. Um, no one really here establishes themselves as a wide receiver one, and Thornton, as a rookie, hardly sees the field. Um, Henry, he continues to be a good, not great signing, like when you're paying him to be the third highest, highest paid tight end, and Smith hardly sees the field at all, which is just terrible for also being the third highest paid tight end. Um, their tackles struggle to stay healthy as they have throughout their careers and strange struggles as a rookie. And then on top of all that, they don't have an offensive coordinator, so that really limits this offense, just trying to figure out who's the true coach on there and just having a bunch of different guys doesn't work out. Um, Barmore on defense, he doesn't take a sophomore leap like they're hoping, and this team struggles to generate pressures from anyone not named Judon. Um, the losses of Hightower and Van Noy really hurt this linebacker room, and the corners look like a disaster without J.C. Jackson and Stephon Gilmore, who left two seasons ago, or the beginning of last season. Um, McCordy, he starts to slow down, and Duggar, he can't really take that year three jump, and this defense just doesn't look like the typical Bill Belichick defense. 
Um, optimistically, though, however, I think that this team has an 11 and 6 ceiling. Um, things that can go right include like Mac Jones. He looks better in year two, more confident, more in control of the offense, doing some more stuff on his own. Um, confident in his processing, leading to quicker throws, less turnovers. This running attack uh, remains strong and effective, something that the offense can consistently rely upon. Parker helps elevate this receiving room, maybe not being a true number one, but at least being a number one, you know. And Thornton, he looks good as a st- uh, speed threat year one, like seeing the field occasionally and just taking the top off the defense. Henry and Smith, they look a lot more like the one-two punts that we all thought they were going to look like when they were originally signed. And then this offensive line remains healthy and strange doesn't look like a reach, at least in year one. On defense, Barmore impresses him in year two and this multiple defense that uses a lot of bodies to keep guys fresh and ready to play against both the run and the pass. Um... This, like, rotation helps keeps guys continuously getting pressure as well as being ready to stop the run. Bentley continues to impress against the run and grows more against the pass. And Jennings and Wilson help fill the voids left by Hightower and Van Noy. Um, Mills and Mitchell are protected by the good defensive team and scheme around them or whoever else would step up to be the starting corners on this team. And then McCourty and Duggar continue as a good duo. So looking at this over-under set at 8.5 wins, I'm kind of scared to say it, but the under is pretty tempting. The Patriots play in the AFC, or the Patriots play the AFC North this season, which is always tough, especially considering when the Browns added Watson, as well as the Cardinals, Colts, and Raiders as they're kind of like wild card teams that they face every year. Pair that with playing each team in their own division twice, which looks pretty nasty right now with how... Buffalo might be the best team in the league. Miami's gotten a lot better. New York Jets probably gotten a lot better too. As well as the Packers with the rest of the not as scary NFC North. The Patriots are a real shot of having their first losing season in quite a while. Um, However, their biggest strength has to be Belichick. Um, This roster doesn't look incredible, yeah. With no true superstars other than Judon and McCourty, arguably. Um, however, the Patriots have been able to get the most out of role players for years. So if anything, like if this roster is able to make noise and make the playoffs and get the over, frankly, this is a spell a chick working his magic once again. And can he do it? That's, that's been their biggest strength for years and can he continue to be it. Um, for their biggest weakness, I put us cornerbacks. Right now, Jalen Mills and Terrence Mitchell are probably going to be the starter, and that isn't currently scaring anyone. Um, Unless one of those two, or maybe one of the rookies they drafted, or another depth piece that they have on the roster right now can step up their game, it looks to be a pretty rough season with all the receiving talent they're slated to face. Alright guys, thank you for sticking around. Um, If you haven't yet, leave a like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. If you're on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this, uh, leave it a little five-star review, and I'll get another episode out in a couple days. i see you guys then.